This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another edition of the Did He Really Just Say That? The Word of the Lord with Jeffrey Lord. As America celebrated the federal holiday named in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the sad reality is that the dream of integration celebrated by Dr. King in that famous 1963 speech and elsewhere is being flatly rejected by many in the quarters of the American left. And yes, that includes President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. I'll have more in a minute. But first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now our friend Mike Lindell has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They're designed to be worn indoors and outdoors all day long, and I do. They're made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and they're made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family. So go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code Jeff. You will also get deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the My Pillow mattress topper, and My Pillow towel sets. Or call 800 606 1043 and use promo code Jeff. Now, not to date myself, but I was a 12-year-old geek who loved to read history and watch the news. In August of 1963, I sat in front of my parents' old black and white zenith in a rocking chair, not unlike the one President Kennedy was pictured as having in the White House in the day. I was a big Kennedy fan and watched the live coverage of the March on Washington and the electrifying speech by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It was, in real time, absolutely inspiring, and reading about it after the fact, it made a very real impression on me. In particular, there was this famous line, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Say it again, Americans, said Dr. King, should not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Now, let me take you through these stories from recent years. Fox News headlined this, quote, Washington University creates segregated housing specifically for black students, unquote. Then over there in Slate, there was this report on the University of Connecticut, quote, The University of Connecticut announced recently that it is creating a living learning community for black male students, drawing praise from researchers concerned with the low graduation rates of and racism against black men on college campuses and criticism from those who view the plan as racial and gender segregation. Over there at National Review was this headline, quote, demands for segregated housing at Williams College are not news, unquote. The Na- that National Review story was written by Mr. Dion J. Pierre, a researcher at the National Association of Scholars. Mr. Pierre said this, quote, It is disturbingly common for American colleges, public and private, to offer segregated dorms, graduation ceremonies, and events. Like Doc Brown's DeLorean and Back to the Future, many college campuses are racing back to the year 1955. On April 17, a student newspaper at Williams College endorsed 
so-called affinity housing for black students and other minorities, which is to say it endorsed segregation. The students claim segregation will make Williams a, quote, more welcoming, supportive, and safe community for minoritized students, end quote. Uh, Mr. Pierre goes on to say the newspaper's endorsement received a lot of media coverage, but it was not really news. We at the National Association of Scholars, the NAS, recently launched Separate but Equal Again, Neo-Segregation in American Higher Education, a project examining racial segregation on college campuses such as Columbia University, Yale University, MIT, and others. Surveying 173 schools, we found that 42% offer segregated residences, 46% offer segregated orientation programs, and 72% host segregated graduation ceremonies. We call this neo-segregation the voluntarily and institutionally sanctioned segregation of minority students in the post-Brown v. Board era, unquote. Brown versus the Board of Education was, of course, the Supreme Court decision from the early 50s that uh, made segregation illegal. Now, move from the segregation of colleges and universities to hurricanes. Yes, I said hurricanes. Here's a headline from Real Clear Politics. Quote, VP Kamala Harris, hurricane recovery resources should be based on equity, unquote. This story reports this jewel from the current vice president of the United States in 2022, 59 full years after Dr. King's call for a colorblind America. Quote, Vice President Kamala Harris says relief to Hurricane Ian victims should be delivered, quote, based off equity, unquote, and understanding that, quote, not everyone starts out at the same place, unquote. She said, it is our lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted, unquote, Harris said. She, she went on, we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity, understanding that we fight for equality, but we also need to fight for equity. Understanding not everyone starts out at the same place, unquote. Well, as you might expect, Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, in the middle of the recovery efforts for Hurricane Ian, flatly rejected the idea of giving relief to Hurricane Ian victims by skin color, a.k.a. identity politics. The Tampa Free Press wrote this headline, Florida Governor DeSantis calls Hurricane Ian equity relief comments, ridiculous identity politics, unquote. Ridiculous indeed. Then there's the U.S. military. Critical race theory, the decidedly racist business of teaching people to do exactly the opposite of what Dr. King preached and judged by skin color, is not only popping up at public schools, it is also appearing at the U.S. military academies. Legal insurrection founder William A. Jacobson said this to Fox News, quote, the good news is that CRT and related ideologies have not yet captured the military service academies the way they have overrun higher education, professional schools, and increasingly K-12. through The bad news is that these ideologies, ideologies have established a beachhead at the military service academies and are likely to expand as part of a more general military wokeness campaign from the top down. A long-acknowledged fact is that the U.S. military is integrated from top to bottom. It is, it is, after all, the U.S. Army that produced African-American Colin Powell as a general and eventual national security advisor to President Ronald Reagan. 
then becoming the first black chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and finally the first black secretary of state in, I might add, a Republican administration. Colin Powell was nothing if not the living embodiment of Dr. King's wisdom that Americans should be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. Yet over in New York Magazine, conservative journalist Andrew Sullivan posits this about the radical leftist history professor Ibram X. Kendi's recent book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. Kendi is a black man. Sullivan wrote of Kendi's book this, quote, liberal values are therefore tossed out in the book almost immediately. Kendi, a star professor at American University and a recent Guggenheim Fellowship winner, has no time for colorblindness or for any kind of freedom which might have some inequality as its outcome. In fact, quote, the most threatening racist movement is not the alt-right's unlikely drive for a white ethnostate, but the regular Americans' drive for a race-neutral one, unquote. Well, and speaking of opposition to a race-neutral America, there is no stronger proponent in American politics for judging by skin color than President Joe Biden. Biden, to to cheers from his Democratic Party, makes plain that he selects his appointees by race. See Harris, Kamala, and Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson. Back in 2019, National Review's Dan McLaughlin took note of Biden on segregation, writing this, quote, but in a political culture increasingly focused on past sins against racial and gender equality, Biden has long been sitting on a time bomb. His many enduring friendships and alliances with segregationist Dixiecrats. And by segregationist, McLaughlin writes, I don't mean not totally on board with the progressive agenda circa 2019. I mean the real deal. Signers of the pro-Jim Crow Southern Manifesto, massive resistance as it was called, bitter enders, raisers of the Confederate flag on public property, you name it. The Senate Democratic Caucus Joe Biden joined in 1973 was headed by a former Klansman with notorious segregationists running virtually all the major committees. These men became Biden's mentors and friends, and he had nothing but glowing words for them his whole career. Unquote. In fact, history reminds us that it is Joe Biden's Democrat Party, which is the original American party of race. It was founded by slave owners. It wrote platforms in support of slavery in its first six platforms. It opposed the 13th Amendment, its members of Congress at the time, which abolished slavery. And then it authored, the Democratic Party authored all those Jim Crow laws that all those segregationist mentors of Joe Biden so admired. Joe Biden and his party have, in fact, glided effortlessly from segregation to, quote, identity politics, unquote, the son of segregation. And they are busy overturning Dr. King's dream by resegregating America. On and on and on and on goes the left's thoroughgoing rejection of Dr. King's call to judge others, not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, as Dr. King said. In short, they are staunch advocates of the beliefs expressed in 1963 by a contemporary and adversary of Dr. King. That would be George Wallace. It was Wallace who infamously said this in his inaugural address as governor of Alabama, quote, I draw the line in the dust and toss the gauntlet before the feet of tyranny. And I say segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever, unquote. In the autobiography of Martin Luther King Jr., which was edited at Mrs. King's request by Claiborne Carson, Dr. King effectively answered Governor Wallace and all those who supported segregation and judging by skin color. 
wrote Dr. King, quote, but if democracy is to live, segregation must die. The underlying philosophy of democracy is diametrically opposed to the underlying philosophy of segregation, and all of the dialectics of the logicians cannot make them lie down together. Segregation is an evil. Segregation is a cancer in the body politic, which must be removed before our democratic health can be realized. The doctrine of separate but equal can never be, unquote. So spoke Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. So, here is America, a full 59 years after Dr. King's appeal, not to mention on the anniversary of his birth, and the call for, quote, segregation today, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever, unquote, is in essence being championed by everybody on the left, from President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, to America's top-line colleges, universities, and more. If the holiday celebrating the life of Dr. Martin Luther King is to mean anything, then Biden, Harris, and all the rest need to pay attention to what Dr. King's life was all about, and they should be called to account for their segregationist ways. Don't bet the ranch on that happening. They need race to win elections. That's what it's all about, as their party has used race right from its birth as the pro-slavery party. In short, the more things change with Joe Biden and the left, the more, sadly, they stay the same. For the word of the Lord, this is Jeffrey Lord. Stop by my website, thejeffreylord.com, to catch up on the news and views. See you next time.